0: Hi friends, and welcome back to the Slay at Home podcast. I am your host, Karen Burkhart, founder, author, and editor of slayathomemother.com, a home website dedicated to providing you with cleaning, organizing, and homemaking content. Hello! I feel like in my last episode, I said it was a while since I did an episode. Now it has really been a while since I've done an episode, but we have had some health stuff going on in our family, and of course, family comes first. If there's one thing that I preach more than anything, it is that kids come first, family comes first. So as much as I love sitting down and recording and having the nice quiet, uh, especially now that the weather is getting warmer and the air is just, it's coming in through the windows and it's just amazing and beautiful and so, so peaceful. Sometimes life is not peaceful. Sometimes there is so much going on that you can't get those 15 or 20 minutes of peace to yourself because you are needed the children need you your family needs you you're pulled in all these different directions because there's health concerns so that's where I've been at that's why I haven't recorded a podcast episode but I have a bunch of podcast episodes coming your way and I'm really really excited So I can't fill you in on everything because not everything is my business, so it's not your business either, (laughs) Um, but I can share a little bit about what happened just in our immediate family. So last week, we had an entire week of the kids out of school. We uh, went to a soccer party, a little get-together, and uh, then our boys have been in school still because school is still going on. and. Our middle child caught this GI virus, a really nasty GI virus, and then our toddler caught strep, and the strep turned into a double ear infection that needed antibiotics for to- our poor toddler, and um, after that, she ended up, a couple days later, after she's already on antibiotics, she ended up catching the GI virus from my middle child who then also gave it to my oldest so all three of them were out with the GI virus and I guess Chris and I just have like a master immune system or something but uh, we did not get sick and we spent so much time disinfecting and wiping everything down but as much as you disinfect the counters and the cooktop and the trash can and the bathrooms and the doorknobs and the light switches and everything else and the toys and you try to separate three kids at home Uh, they're gonna come in contact with each other and you can't disinfect the hosts so we did try to quarantine them as much as possible from each other but they're all home they're all sick and it kind of just had to run its course through the household minus Chris and I. I did feel bad for Zoe though because I have POTS syndrome, uh, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome and illness can be a really bad trigger for me in having POTS episodes. And we believe that with her fainting episodes that we experienced starting last year when she was two, that um, she also has POTS. So it runs in the women of my family, so my mother, my sister, me, my daughter, and uh, she experienced fainting. So it's just when it's coming out of both ends and you're so sick and you just feel awful and you're weak and you can't eat. And those are all things that can trigger POTS as well. So she had some fainting episodes, and for right now, what we do is because there's really nothing that you can do when they faint or when you know myself and my daughter faint, except for lay them down and just help them try to eat and drink water and keep them high, you know, hydrated. So we think that she was just dehydrated and sick, and her immune system was just worn so thin, and she was just triggered into a POTS episode. So what we do with her pediatrician is we just call and we record any fainting episodes and then uh, relevant information as to what maybe led up to the fainting. So they already knew I'd been on the <clears> on <throat> the after hours line with the pediatrician for, I mean, every single day, <laughs> pretty much. But uh, we, we were very familiar with each other and they had plenty of notes to go off of. But I did have to call and just kind of say okay I have to report a fainting incident with my daughter and unfortunately that's you know what happened today but she's okay now she has color it did get scary though because when she does faint she loses all color so she goes completely gray it's very scary to see you just your heart and your mind just go into this crazy panic and For me as an adult, I know when it's happening and I can proactively communicate and stop or change my situation to not end up in that circumstance or in that position, but my daughter can't. So it's like this really vulnerable, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It is heart-wrenching to know and to see and to watch that happen. It is absolutely terrifying. And even though I know she's okay, it's just, it's still terrifying to watch. So (laughs) I tell my husband, I know it could be worse. And I'm really hoping that because she seems to have gotten this so rarely and so early that maybe she'll be, she'll grow out of it later on. But it is just so terrifying. It's so terrifying. I just, oh, as a mother, oh. I am very lucky though. I have a wonderful supportive husband, Christopher. Um, It's really funny. I call him Christopher Robin because he looks like Christopher Robin in his little boy pictures. It's adorable. I love it. It just, every time I see his little boy pictures, I I just think of Christopher Robin from Winnie the Pooh. But um, Christopher does a great job at balancing me out. So when I'm over here freaking out, which, you know, even though I have the same thing, that she has and I know what's happening. It's terrifying to see and it's I just think like 5 years ahead. I think like I think of school, I think of gym class, I think of you know situations that where she might get overheated and she might faint and it's just, you know, other people helping her manage that. It's just kind of scary. But my husband does a wonderful job and I really have to commend him here on this episode because he does a great job at like keeping things really level when my brain just kind of spirals. And really the only time it spirals is when something happens with our kids. So maybe that's just a weakness of mine, but if anything ever happens to the kids <laughs> and it's like kind of serious, like I think I consider a fainting episode kind of serious. Um, it doesn't quite require medical attention, but it requires a lot of special care. You have to make sure that that person is safe and taken care of and in a good circumstance and is safe. You have to make sure that they're safe for when they come back too and you have to know what to do. So, you know, I'm just always worried about that part for my daughter, but my husband did a great job and does a great job of just helping keep me level and just together so that's what's been going on health-wise just in our immediate family luckily I can report that everyone has their color back no one has gray limbs or gray faces anymore uh no one is fainting although we have had a crazy Michigan weather week here um it's been like in the 90s in like the 88 to 90 degree Fahrenheit range which After living here for 10 years, I will say I think that um, we normally don't get this weather until like the end of July, maybe, and it's the beginning of June. So I'm just, I'm kind of puzzled by it, but also kind of not shying away from it, but then also like not wanting to go outside too much because I don't want myself or my daughter to have to faint from (laughs) heat exhaustion because that is definitely a thing that would do it. Some other things that are going on in our lives are uh, summer break is coming up here in a couple days. Next week, the boys are officially out of school, so they have two half days left, and then they are officially done. So we will be camping a lot this summer. Um, in a couple weeks, Chris and I have our 10 year wedding anniversary. That's right, folks, we were married in June of 2013. So my oldest son Max, was there. He was three. and he was our he wasn't our ring bearer. He was our sign carrier. He carried a here comes the bride sign, and my mom helped walk him down the aisle. So we got married in a gazebo in the middle of like some beach house, like beach house subdivision. There was a gazebo in the middle of it. And it sounds like a kind of a weird choice, but when I tell you, if you, if you saw this in person, you would be like, oh wow, okay, okay. For a small wedding, I could definitely see that being like perfect. It was perfect. And I always wanted a small, intimate, it was, it was everything. I loved our wedding. Um, I loved how intimate and carefree and just lovely that day was. It was incredible but we didn't want max to our oldest max to be the ring bearer and carry rings because in the gazebo the floor slats the wood the wood board slats were kind of large enough for a ring to fall through (laughs) I'll just say that and he used three and I you know if one of the rings fell we wouldn't really be able to get it back and they're kind of expensive so We just decided that we would give the rings to the best man and he would just hold them in his pocket and that would be like a better, safer way to hold on to the rings. And we still have our rings today, so (laughs) it ended up really, really good. Um, That day was, our wedding day was just, I'm going to relive it here for a minute. It was kind of crazy. Our cake fell over in the truck on the way to being delivered to us it was like a three-tier wedding cake wait no it was two-tier because we had a very small we had like 25 26 people at our wedding I'm pretty sure when we told the caterer how many people we were having we were like it's 25 but let's cater for 27 I don't know what we were thinking the caterer was probably like um okay but it was a very small wedding just the way we wanted it but it was a two-tier wedding cake it was like Tiffany blue and it had like the little rhinestone belt looking banner thing on the bottom of of each tier I'm sorry if you're a cake decorator and I'm just totally mutilating if that has a special name to it but I don't know what the name for it is but it had that kind of decoration on it and I think it was red velvet on the inside because Chris loves red velvet and it fell over in the car (laughs) on the way and I just remember Uh, my mom and my mother-in-law and my sister and I think a couple other people and our photographer, we were all in the um, grand suite of the beach house getting ready for the wedding and I had my wedding dress on and I got the phone call and I was so calm on the phone. I hung up and I remember my mother-in-law was like, who was that? And I was like, oh, it was the cake decorator. The cake just fell over in the truck. And She was like, oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. I'm okay. They said they would get some cakes from Food Lion, which is like like a Kroger or something. It's like a, a grocery store. They're like, "Oh, we'll just get some cakes from from the Food Lion and they'll just bring them to us." And I thought I, I don't know, I just thought that was such a nice gesture and it wasn't something that it was done. It was something that couldn't have been helped. And then Uh, My sister was helping put the buttons, and I forgive her for this, so this is not like a bitter, (laughs) it's not a bitter thing, it's really funny looking back, but my sister had painted her nails on the day of the wedding, and I think she did like a dark pink or a red, And she was helping put the buttons together on the back of my dress. I had buttons all the way from the top of the back down the train. And it was an entire line of buttons. But she was helping button up the back of my dress. And she accidentally got nail polish on the back of my dress. Um, And it was barely noticeable. But if you hung out for more than 10 seconds and really looked at the back of my dress, you would see it. And, uh, something else happened too. I can't remember. I know it rained the morning of our wedding, which I think is supposed to be good luck, but all these things happened and I was so calm. And if you know me, I always make the joke. I'm like a nervous cheerleader. I just have like so much energy that's buzzing all the time. And like, I think my husband used the word hummingbird one time, and that's probably a better analogy. Like, but I think nervous cheerleader is probably... (laughs) It's, it's funnier but um I'm really cheerful but like I have a lot of energy so there's like a little bit of anxiousness behind just who I am in general and um just to see me that calm I think kind of freaked everybody out I'm not sure if it was like people were thinking it was the calm before the storm or what it was but uh I just knew that day, that I was going to be marrying an amazing man who loved me and my son. I was going to raise my family with him. I was going to build my family with him even more. And uh, I just, I was so at peace with the day that it really, I mean, I think besides maybe a tornado coming through (laughs) the gazebo. Anything could have happened that day, and I just was happy to be marrying my best friend. And that's who he is today. And I'm even more attracted to him now as a person, as a human, as a father, as a partner, as a stay-at-home dad. Like, I'm just – I'm so much more attracted to him overall now than I was 10 years ago. And we just had that conversation last night where (laughs) – I was like, you know, our our bodies have changed, our health has changed, and a lot, we've gone through a lot, we've gone through a lot in the last 10 years that I think not a lot of people have gone through, and we're lucky that those things aren't, like, infidelity or, you know, whatever, those really difficult, or, like, divorce, like, those really difficult things, you know, um, so I... I recognize when I say that I'm not, I'm not meaning those things, but just our health concerns and our mental health struggles and our career changes and postpartum issues and things with the kids. And it's been a lot. Oh my gosh, it's been so much. One thing that we've been doing recently that's really been helping us communicate better. And I want to share this because I don't know if this could help anybody else is we have been naming like one thing that we're really thankful for and appreciate about the other person and then one thing that you know maybe we could work on communication wise or action wise something that kind of rubbed us the wrong way so i would say like oh i really really appreciate you um taking the trash out mowing the lawn And picking the boys up from school. Thank you so much. That really, really helps us out. But when I... I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that Chris would do that irritates me. (laughs) After I just got done talking about how he's such a wonderful person. Because he is. Um, Something. um, Oh. So when he folds laundry, he likes to put my clothes in a pile and he doesn't hang them up and I've talked to him about that and how when I was a stay at home parent I did that for everyone in the house and he waits to do my he waits to hang mine up because most of my clothes are all hung up he waits to hang mine up until it's this really big pile. And it kind of hurts my feelings because when I was a stay-at-home parent, I did those things and it was like a thoughtful, proactive, consistent thing that I did. And it was, I'm not exactly sure how to explain it, but it, it meant something to me to do that for my family. So when he didn't do that with my clothes, it almost felt intentional. So I would come to him and say, when you didn't hang my my 15 shirts up, it kind of hurt my feelings. And then, so in that way, I don't know if that's a good example, or not. but, um, it just, it's like a, or Hey, you know, when you were trying to find your keys and you got kind of snippy with me this morning, I didn't appreciate that. I really was trying to help you or, you know, um, and that's definitely a conversation he's had with me too. Cause when I am I've got the kids in the car. I'm out the door. I need to find my keys, and there's key fobs now instead of the keys in the ignition. Um, you can't go without the key, so you got to find it. And I'm in a rush, and I'm an impatient person sometimes. When I have to, I have my mindset, and I'm ready to go. I need what I need, and that's me. I'm the snippy person um, sometimes. So you know, it's a conversation that <laughs> he said with me before, but um, that's just an example. So something that we appreciate, and something that. Maybe it wasn't communicated properly or something that we just did not appreciate that the other person did, but we're willing to hear them out. So when we do that, it's never from a place of like, I love that you took the trash out, but you were a total jerk about the keys this morning. You know, it's more like, I really love that you took the trash out today. Thank you. It smelled awful. (laughs) I'm so happy it's gone. Um, and one thing that I maybe didn't appreciate was when I was trying to help you this morning, you got kind of snippy with me with the keys. I know you were in a rush. So, you know, I totally get it. It just hurt my feelings when you did that. So, it has been teaching us how to be really open with each other and check each other. So, we're constantly communicating. And also, there's like this thing about arguing with the kids or arguing in front of the kids that I don't like to do so I would rather address things at a dedicated time after the kids are in bed because um arguing or like marital (laughs) marital distress it's stressful for kids so I always like to address that at a dedicated time where it's just him and I and create an atmosphere that's comfortable to bring up confrontation. So I hope that makes sense, but it's really been helping. And it's something now, if I ever have a friend that comes to me and was like, oh, I just, I don't know how to communicate. I don't know where to start. He doesn't seem to care or listen. And I don't seem to want to care anymore because he, you know what I mean? So if I have that kind of conversation then that's the first thing that I recommend. That's the first thing that I say now because it has helped my marriage and my relationship in a very, almost like a simple and subtle way that's made a huge difference. So if that's something that you can benefit from and this podcast just came to you on a whim or something, I hope it helps because it really has helped me but I always think it's worth mentioning and even if your relationship is just super awesome and wonderful and not that it has to be awful for you to do this because mine mine certainly isn't I'm very very lucky um, to be in the relationship that I'm in with my husband and my family and my kids but there's always room for improvement especially as you're growing and changing and your communication styles are changing and there's this constant ever evolving dynamic of the kids growing up and your world is just shifting and changing. So I love that exercise. I think it's so beneficial and so helpful. And I think it's a great place to start if you don't know where to start. And honestly, I think that's where we were kind of at was we love each other so much And sometimes it's hard to communicate those difficult things and get the things that we need to off our chest in a comfortable way that's not pointing the finger. I have some really great episodes in the works for you now. So I'm hoping to get back onto a more consistent schedule. I'm sorry if you've been like glued to this podcast and I just have not been coming through with episodes. So, so sincerely, sorry. Like I mentioned before, family comes first. But I am so, so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week with a brand new episode. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you. And I will see you in my next one.